0: And I think a lot of people had made, have made suffering a bad thing. You have to understand that when you suffer, you're expanding your capabilities, and your normal gets expanded as well. I believe the levels at which you will do
1: extraordinary things are directly correlated to the levels in which you choose in advance to be willing to suffer. Welcome to Next Level University.
0: I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We
1: bring you seven episodes a week, six
0: of which are solo
1: episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you level up your
0: life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 871, How Do I Recognize My Patterns of Overwhelm from last week's live Q&A. Today, for episode number 872, What No One Tells You About Suffering. So, I actually did this on my story the other day. I woke up, it was, I woke up at 4.30. I worked from 4.30 to 5.30 in the office. From 5.30 to 6.00, I do my mobility. I wake Taryn up at 6.00 and then we go to the gym for like 6.20, 6.30. And I looked at the temperature on the thing we have near the door. We have one thing outside and it says the temperature. And it said like negative three. And I was like, that sucks. That's brutal. Okay. I said, babe, I'm going to go start the car and warm it up uh, so when you go out there, it's not freezing. And I did an Instagram story. I said, there's something, and I said, I mean this with all the love in the world, but if you're somebody who lives on the West Coast, if you're somebody who lives in warm weather, I think you're missing out on a giant opportunity for the ability to build resilience. You don't suffer with the temperature. There's something about getting in a car when it's negative four out and you can see your breath that is suffering and your hands are frozen or you have to clean off your car. I actually like that a little bit, just a little bit, because I think it really builds character. I think it really builds resilience. Obviously not everybody's going to feel that way, but I talk about the fact, and if you're a new listener, maybe you don't know this, but I've talked about this a lot. When I was in my mid twenties, I went to the Massachusetts fire Academy. And this story I've never told on the podcast before. One of the trainings we had to be in full gear So all of your gear uh, on oxygen, which means you have your oxygen mask on and you're breathing oxygen air. And we just did flights of stairs where there's this burn house that I think is two or three stories high. And that's where we would have the live fire drills. And in this training, the goal was to breathe down an entire tank of air. And it was just, okay, start walking and keep walking until your air is done. And, and still, when your air gets low, you get this um, bell that goes off. So it lets you know to get out of the building. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember I swallowed a bug like Alan did on one of the <laughs> la- latest episodes.
1: <laughs> That's not really what happened. No, no, it? no. I uh,
0: remember the fire instructors were actually getting frustrated with me because it was taking me so long to breathe down my bottle of air, and other people were already out. What they didn't know is I had been working out in the gym way harder than that. That honestly was pretty easy compared to the interval training I was doing in the gym. I was suffering in the gym. So when the training or the challenges or the uh, the pressure of the fire academy got too much, it wasn't that hard for me. I was doing high intensity interval training every single day. Whether I was doing burpees to pull-ups or I was doing know squat circuits, or I one thing I used to do was I would jog on the treadmill for a minute and I would sprint for 30 seconds jog on the treadmill for a minute sprint for 30 seconds I was suffering every single workout so when I got to the fire academy I didn't have to worry about it as much and I think a lot of people had me have made suffering a bad thing you have to understand that when you suffer you're expanding your capabilities and your normal gets expanded as well so somebody's normal is probably not running up and down the stairs in 55 pounds of gear on oxygen. When for me, that was actually pretty easy because that was easier than my quote unquote normal. So the goal in this episode is for you to understand your goals, depending on how big they are, are going to require you to suffer in some way, shape or form. There's a lot of people out there that are saying business success, personal growth, understanding your inner self they don't have to be challenging they don't have to be difficult they don't have to be painful you don't have to suffer i think if we change our relation our relationship with suffering it's way easier anyway and nothing great is achieved easily
1: so there's so many different ways that i can go and this is one of my favorite topics that i think we'll ever do because I think this is the X factor that can make the biggest difference. And when we say suffering, there's a lot of different terms you could give it. You could give it pain, you could give it discomfort, you could give it things you don't wanna do but should do or need to do to achieve your goals. And I have so many different stories that I wanted to tell prior to this. And I'm actually gonna pivot and I'm gonna do a different one that I don't think Kevin's ever heard. When I used to do fitness modeling and fitness competitions and uh, fitness coaching, I got asked by, uh, maybe you have heard this, I got asked by uh, a company from China. There was a, a woman who started a company in China and she was at WPI, which is my alma mater, and she found out that I was doing fitness modeling and they were trying to bring an app. Uh, To the American market and they wanted me to be the speaker and the the fitness model that would bring this app to the American market and so we went into a gym and the idea here was to take one video of every single iteration of every single workout that I could think of because they wanted to create these 10 to 15 second clips of every workout for the app because the app was going to teach people how to do proper form And so I, the idea was, okay, literally we showed up to the gym, signed in, and it was, okay, let's take a 15 second video or 30 second video of every single workout that you can possibly find and or think of. I went in thinking to myself, okay, there'll be a couple hundred. I've got this. I go into this gym and I had already worked out for two full hours earlier that morning. And then I go into this gym and I'm doing 30 seconds of 735 clips. So, 735 videos we ended up doing of me doing different iterations. First of all, I had no idea that there were that many alternatives. So, think about, you know, uh, face pulls, Kev. Mm -hmm. You can do face pulls with all the different things. You can do unilateral. You can do bilateral. You can do long rope. You can do short rope. You can do all that. And, And so, it gets very intense. And of course, me being kind of insane to some extent. I wanted to do it with real weight. I didn't want to do fake weight because I wanted the video to be proper form based on an actual challenge skills sweet spot. Because if I was doing weight that wasn't commiserate to my set point, it wouldn't look real. And I wanted it to look real on the app. And I got paid. I, I remember seeing you after this, Kevin, and after it, I was absolutely cooked. I, it was me, you, and Matt talking in his driveway. And I, I said, I did it. I achieved my goal because I wanted to be a paid fitness model. Mm. And I said, I made 500 bucks today. And so in that two and a half hours, maybe three hours, I made $500, which for a fitness model was a lot. And I achieved my dream, but Oh my God, that was so much suffering. I was cooked. I mean, think about doing squats with a barbell, then doing squats on a Smith machine, then doing squats with kettlebells every iteration 735 videos 15 to 30 seconds each all different iterations of all different full body workouts i mean biceps traps shoulders chest back lats you know quads calves hamstrings every muscle in the human body i worked and i didn't just name every muscle but i worked every muscle With every iteration that I could possibly think of and this gym was pretty big. It was anytime fitness, but it was a much bigger one So it had a lot of different iterations Mm -hmm. and I remember like halfway through this. I was like, how am I going to continue doing this? Should I just do lower weight and pretend to do proper form or should I continue choosing these heavier weights and of course because I Have a what I believe to be a very positive relationship with suffering. I chose not to Not to do that. I chose not to lower the weight. I chose to do it for real when I do something, I I do. I I do it to the most of my ability, and I do believe that that's one of my greatest strengths and my greatest virtues. And so, I achieved my dream, but it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for my willingness to do things that most people wouldn't do. I'm just going to be transparent with everyone viewing or watching this. Kevin and I, and we talk about this often, but we don't really talk about it enough in some cases, like... We just surpassed 870 episodes of this show. It's impossible for him and I to be here if we weren't willing to suffer. Whether it's me doing a triathlon for the first time on two hours of sleep, having eaten McDonald's the night before, or it's it's a level of almost recklessness. It's almost like we're a little reckless. Kevin couldn't buy Christmas presents for his girlfriend. Two years in a row after making six figures, that is a level of emotional suffering that I don't know if everyone could endure. So whether you're an entrepreneur or an athlete or someone in an intimate relationship who isn't having that challenging conversation, I sent an audio to one of my best friends earlier today that's nine minutes long, and it was one of the hardest audios I've ever sent. But if I wasn't willing to endure suffering most of my dreams... Would never have come true So what's your future going to look like If you don't build your relationship with discomfort I'll never forget Lauren Johnson We're in Colorado And she and I met for the first time She worked with the Yankees And she does performance psychology And she's worked with some of the best athletes on the planet In one of the best organizations On one of the best teams within that organization The Yankees And she said, Alan, I can tell you have a very positive relationship with discomfort. And she was pointing to my physique and we were talking about weight training. Me and this other person were talking about weight training and then she came over and introduced herself. And I was like, what do you mean? Because I'd never heard that before. She said, Alan, you obviously have a very positive relationship with discomfort. And by the way, that is more correlated with peak performance and success than almost anything else. I'm writing a book called Your Relationship to Discomfort. The peak performance coach who worked with the Yankees, who has a master's degree in performance psychology, is writing a book called Your Relationship to Discomfort. And yet people want to pretend that you can succeed at high levels without suffering. It's not real. It's not true. You do have to have... Now, I'm not saying to be masochistic. I'm saying to understand that some level of suffering... We all like donuts more than kale. We do, right? And if you don't, you're either full of it or lying on some level or you're just really, really well-conditioned over years and years and years of learning how to love kale. But you have to understand that you're not alone in in having hard things be uncomfortable, whether it's a marathon or a Stairmaster or waking up early or staying up late or being an entrepreneur or being broke and learning how to make money or 800 episodes, whatever it is for you, it all requires discomfort. It all requires some level of suffering. I believe the levels at which you will do extraordinary things are directly correlated to the levels in which you choose in advance to be willing to suffer, not suffer because you love suffering, suffer because you know it will be worth it to maximize your potential.
2: Hi there, this is Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and I am the host of the Business of Happiness podcast, which would not be in existence were it not for the one and only incredible Kevin Palmieri. Seriously, I am so indebted to Kevin for the service that he provides. Every week he meets with me, he has been coaching me on how to initiate and launch this podcast. He helped me put it together with his great expertise and every week his whole team works tirelessly to get these podcasts uploaded to Buzzsprout and to deliver my content to my audience. I am so grateful. I couldn't say enough about him. In fact, we've been working together so well. I've seen so much wonderful um input from my listeners and asking me for more that in just a few weeks we're going to be doubling the number of podcasts we produce per week so this trajectory is just flying and i'm really enjoying the whole process so i couldn't say enough about him please if this is something you're considering i highly recommend him and reach out to me anytime if you have any questions about our experience good luck
0: bye bye and again there's a lot of It's interesting because there's a lot of people that are, they're trying to sell you something and they might say, Hey, I designed this so you don't have to suffer, or I designed this to make your journey easier. Now that's all well and good. And that's possible that it can make your journey easier, but the level of the accomplishment you have will be correlated to the level of out of your comfort zone you get and being out of your comfort zone for an allotted period of time an extended period of time is suffering. I genuinely believe that's what suffering is. It's being uncomfortable for a long enough period of time. And we've had mentors say like, oh, you don't have to suffer. And again, no ego. These people aren't in shape. You you can't tell me that you don't have to suffer, uh, suffer to get in shape when you're not in as good of shape as I am. It's just, that's the way it works. The human... Physiologically, you are meant to hold on to X amount of body fat because if there was a famine, you have to have enough stored body fat to survive, hence why your body hangs on to it and it's difficult to lose. That is the definition. You're going against the human condition when you're losing weight, particularly doing like a bodybuilding show or something. It is suffering. It just is. Some people enjoy the suffer and they can say, well, it's not that hard, sure, but it is suffering to some degree. And I just think that if Alan and I were trying to sell you a start your podcast in five days and be a top rated show super easily and you don't ever have to stress and it's going to be easy, then maybe we would say it doesn't require any work and it's not going to require you to suffer. But that's not how we do our business. That's not how we do our lives. I over the last five years, I have suffered more in health, wealth, life and love than I have ever at any point in my life but now I'm also the most fulfilled, I'm the most capable, I'm the most in love, making the most money, having the greatest impact we've ever had. It's not a coincidence. And this is the part too, and this is something I always promise you if you're watching or listening to this, that Alan and I will not forget. When we are in the next couple years millionaires, and we have millions of listens and all those things, I promise I will not say, you know what? I just wish I didn't work as hard. I wish I didn't suffer as much. That's not going to be the advice I give because I genuinely believe when people get to a certain level of success, they lose or they they change their core beliefs. They change their core values around lengthy work or hard work or getting out of their comfort zone or suffering a little bit. I think suffering, if you choose to do it, builds character. So next time you have the opportunity to take the easy way out. And okay, look at this. This is good. If you're watching on YouTube... You'll see this if you're listening. I have some airheads that I've been stuffing my face with throughout the day. Do you know why I'm not in better shape? Because I have chosen not to suffer. Now, when I say suffer, does that mean I have to starve myself? No. That means I have to suffer by not getting a snack when I want one. By going to the gym and doing cardio when I don't want to. Um, by choosing Hello Fresh meals that we have instead of getting pizza. I just haven't chosen to suffer enough. That's why I don't have the results. I'm not going to blame it on something else. I refuse to. I refuse to. And if you could adopt that little 1% shift of, look, it's up to me. It's up to me to sacrifice more. It's up to me to struggle more. It's up to me to suffer more. Then when you do achieve your goals, you'd realize why. And you'd be more grateful for it too. Everyone check in right now. And we did this in group coaching. I
1: think this was session four or five, and we'll call it four. It was group, I forget which group it was, but we noticed that that the groups were not tracking their habits. And one of the members of the group wasn't thrilled with the group coaching, and Kevin really had a rumble with her and said, like, you just haven't suffered. You haven't sacrificed. You're not doing your habits. Of course you're not getting results. We can't get results for you. So everyone out there watching this, listening to this, check in, like, what is your relationship to suffering? I'm, I'm telling you, I was in the gym last night with Emilia doing legs. And when I, when I set a goal, I do whatever I can to achieve it. And before every single set, I say what I'm going to get. And I was doing step ups with, I think, uh, 45 pound kettlebells on each. So it's 90 plus my body weight step ups. And I was doing 25 with each leg, which is 50 total. And at the tail end, when I'm I'm genuinely sweating, I'm unhappy. It sucks horribly, and I've it's just bad. I did cardio, I foam rolled, right? It's I worked a full day, every part of it sucked. Okay, no part of it was enjoyable. And I say at the tail end, I got to 20, and I said, "Suffer, suffer, suffer," and I say it out loud, and it triggers me to realize that's the reason I'm in shape. The reason my body has adapted beyond what normal bodies adapt to is because I've been willing to suffer. So whether you're a marathon runner or an Olympic athlete or in the NBA or the NFL or the MLB or you're the best at best artist or you're the best, you know, techn- technology computer coder, whatever it is, if you want to be world class in something, it requires suffering. If it was easy, everyone would do it. There's a reason. Why the six-pack is the most sought-after part of the human physiology, it's because it requires the most suffering, and the least amount of people are willing to do that. Very quick story, I know we got to go, super fast. I'm very, very young, and I'm probably 11 at the time, and, and my stepdad and my mother and and my sister go to Point Sebago. It's a, a big lake up in Maine that's a big vacation spot, and we did tubing, and we did camping, and it was wonderful. Point Sabago had all these incredible activities for kids to do. And I was competing with my sister to see who could bring home the most first place ribbons. She didn't know this, but I was competing with her for sure. And I remember there was a 400 meter uh, run around the, um, around the lake, around this, it's actually like a small pond actually. And it was on the sand. And I think it was actually a half mile to be honest. And, it was on the sand and if you've ever run on the sand at noon when it's summer i mean it's it's just it was probably 95 degrees and that gun goes off and it's me and a bunch of other kids and i don't think there was age groups so i'm i'm against some teenagers and i just will not lose especially as a kid i, I just had to be the best And so I just, I just crushed everybody. And, and my mom afterwards, she asked me, like, I don't understand, like you never run you're, how did you beat everybody? How did you beat those teenage kids? And I said to her as a kid, and this wasn't, maybe this was with some ego, but I don't think so because I was just honestly, candidly as a kid, answering the question, just saying what I think. It's not till we're an adult when we filter everything. I said, mom, I can suffer more than everybody else. I can suffer way more than all those other kids. She's like, wow. And it's the truth. That's why I won. I didn't win because I was more naturally gifted. I. It was just a matter of who could suffer the most. Yeah, maybe I was good at running. Maybe I have a natural inclination for running. But trust me, if you take out the suffering and my willingness to choose suffering, there's no way I would have won that race. And that's the same for, for you, whether it's financial goals or intimate relationship goals or health and physical goals. The, the truth is suffering is a part of that equation. It's a necessary part that we all must go through. Of course, it's easier to eat junk food than healthy food. Of course, it's easier to sleep in than wake up early. Of course, it's easier to not have the challenging conversation or not express your truth or not record the episode or not go to the gym or not do the Stairmaster or whatever. It, it is easier, but it's much less fulfilling. The easy road will never fulfill you. I'm so grateful we did this episode, and uh, that's a wrap.
0: Heavy one. I remember early on... Alan and I would have long, long, long conversations, hours and hours and hours. And we'd get to the end and I would have a headache. I would genuinely have a headache because of how much information I just took in and how overwhelmed I was. And now we do that every Monday and it's honestly pretty easy. I told Alan today, (laughs) Mondays are my favorite day. It's usually 4.30 till 8 o'clock at night, right? By the time I'm done everything and wrapped up. That's That's a long day. It's a long day, but it's... It's easier than it's ever been because I suffered in the beginning. If you're trying to push a train up a hill, you are suffering. And don't take that for granted when the thing starts to roll downhill. You still had to suffer to get that thing rolling. And just make sure you don't forget that. Growth requires conflict, and conflict oftentimes is a struggle. Next Level Nation, if you look in the show notes below, you will see something that says free course. And if you want to take years of what Alan and I have learned into an hour and a half course. That is for you. We broke it up into five different modules and the modules we believe are the most important to get to the next level in your life. Totally free. Enter your email. You can take it at your own pace and it'll help you. And that's the goal. Our goal is to help you get to the next level. I wanted to charge for it. Alan said it should be free. So it's free. Click the link in the show notes. And in, link in the show notes? Link in the show notes.
1: In that course, there's one module that talks about the four S's. The first one is sacrifice, the second one is struggle, the third one is suffering, and the fourth one is success. And you can't have the fourth one without the first three, just wanted to say that. If you're out there and you are suffering because you feel alone, now yes, suffering is a part of success, but it has to be the right kind of suffering. Kevin and I don't want you to suffer and feel alone when you have an amazing community right here that is all growth-minded and choosing suffering in advance like you. Next Level Live, March 26th, four speakers, half day, Continental Breakfast, $97 a ticket. This is unreasonably cheap for a live event. We did that on purpose. We want 50 people in that room. We will not sell a single ticket over 50 Lock. Your ticket in now if you feel alone and misunderstood and if you're like none of my friends get me It's time to make new friends and do it in this room
0: Next Level Nation, tomorrow for episode number 873, it is creating variety in your relationship for Strategy Saturday. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. If you found value in this episode, please kindly leave us a review on the platform you are listening to us on. And as always, at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out.